0: I know some of you have seen the images of the statue of Jesus down at Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Um, some of you may have actually been there to see the actual structure. Uh, It became quite well known throughout the world when uh, uh, Brazil hosted the World Cup back in 2014. It's a tremendous structure, not unlike anything that you might see in Washington, D.C., other than the fact that this is Jesus that is there and is uh, standing upon a hill that puts him at such a pinnacle, it is 2,000 feet above the city of Rio de Janeiro. You should, if you have not seen this, you need to Google it and see the pictures of it just to remind you of how powerful that image is. Um, Most of the descriptions of this uh, say that it looks, of course, with his arms extended as if it is Jesus on the cross, but also the way in which he has tilted his head uh, to look down on this city that both has the very rich and the very poor, a part of it that it shows his compassion to reach out and to embrace the world around him. It is a powerful image, certainly. Um, I read in the news just recently that the structure, the statue, has suffered damage because of storms that have come in um, it was built to withstand hurricanes and tornadoes even, but but I don't know that they had quite planned on the number of times it would be struck by lightning. And lightning has taken its toll. It has carved a place in Jesus' brow, and it has knocked the tip of one of his fingers off. And so uh, repairs have needed to be made in this structure. It took nine years to build it and they are not going to let this go easily. In fact, uh, Brazil was, uh, was uh, a part uh, as a whole, as a nation uh, of seeing to uh, the building process, not that every soul was building, but that everyone was contributing because they had been given this vision of what could possibly be. And so there were many contributions uh, that were made to putting that, that statue in place. And now the the nation of Brazil is being asked uh, to sustain it with continued contributions in order to uh, make that happen. Um, It is not a job that I would want to have to repair that structure. Um, I saw uh, some pictures of the workmen as they climbed out on the arms of this Jesus and as they did so they were balancing themselves 2,000 feet above that city. It is frightening to think about but such a call to not let go of something so important this vision of Christ in our midst. Um, the focus of our letting go of the nature of who Christ is can bring about just the same deterioration. Uh, The word that we should have before us this morning is Christology, not just theology. Theology is thinking about God. All of us are theologians, whether we know it or not. Uh, But Christology has to do with the thinking about who Jesus is and what he is about and why that is important. As we're gathered here today, Um, the words of Jesus as he engaged his disciples come to my mind. Over in the 16th chapter of Matthew, you remember the story of how uh, Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? You see, Christology started long ago, even with Jesus prompting this in his disciples. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the baptist but others Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets and he said to them this is where it gets really important but who who do you say that i am and after this very pregnant pause peter steps forward and he speaks unbelievable words of truth You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. What power? And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Who do you say that Jesus is? And is this on your mind daily? Do you allow it to fall into ill repair? The Apostles' Creed is our calling to remember, to do the repair work that the storms of life necessitate. In our bulletin, if we were to gather these in our home, our home in particular, we would have a very large stack of bulletins. I know people that, that have a hard time throwing away newspapers, and you can find this. I see it in your houses when I come to visit. They have a hard time getting rid of newspapers and magazines, but with bulletins, I, I, want, you to, I want you to realize that that some are more important than others. This is an important bulletin for you, Okay. Uh, earlier in the service, we remove at the perforation the connection card. I want to give you permission to take your bulletin and tear it in half so that when you return home, you can... Take a magnet and stick this to your refrigerator or take a piece of tape and tape it to your bathroom mirror so that each day you see these words, not just once a week, but each day you see these words and repeat them to yourself in order that they become more than just rote memory. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And here's the part that we're reflecting on today. And in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. Some people think of God as being very distant, but I know that God is close. And by these words, we claim it together. I believe in Jesus Christ. Do you believe? Amen. That wasn't good enough. <laughs> I believe in Jesus Christ. Do you believe? Yes. Jesus, at his very core, is from a Hebrew word, Yeshua, which means deliverer or savior. And the word Christ, which at its Hebrew core is Messiah, means the anointed one. Do you believe in the deliverer, the savior, the anointed one? Yes. There are skeptics who claim that Jesus is no more than a great moral teacher. They do not mean it in any disrespectful way. In fact, they think of it as a high compliment to say that Jesus is a great moral teacher. And I would agree that there are great morals within Christ. And he calls us to live on a much higher plane than we presently do. But that refrain, heard from so many, misses the point of who He is because He is our Savior. He is the anointed one that God Himself has given to us as the reflection of the heart of the divine come to this earth. And let me ask you this question Do we need to be saved? That's sobering, isn't it? Do we need to be saved? Do you know that we do? In every way, as we look at ourselves, whether it is this personal perspective, this social community of a part of uh, which our church is involved, the institutions where we work, the politics of our nation and our world, all of this is a missing of the mark. It is sin. It is sin. And Jesus has come to save us, not simply by an act of magic, but an act of transformation that we would be made right with God and that our lives would become reflective of the good and loving and compassionate and merciful nature of a God who has given his very son to reach into our lives and to make us know that we are filled with the very nature of God as well. He has come, Jesus, in the flesh in order to deliver to us the power of the only one who can keep us from the lure of sin. Do you understand how close God comes? These expressions remind us. Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate. This is a recounting of the very life of Christ. Do you remember at Christmas how we named Jesus? By way of the scripture, we were reminded that his name is Emmanuel as well. And what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God with us. His conception is this miracle beyond our imagining, beyond belief for many. And there are many that continue to remain skeptical to this day. And if you're asking for proof, I have no proof. But let me raise a couple of questions for you. Have you considered the nature of what cloning is? How scientists, even this day, have been able to take cells from an animal and replicate that animal and its DNA into another animal. Now, I'm not even getting into the ethics of this. What I want you to do is to stay with me for a moment to think about conception in a little different way. Do you realize that they are recreating without what we would consider to be the normal means of conceiving? This is something that is miraculous. To the good or to the bad, but it is miraculous. There are miraculous things that are going on every day, especially in the animal kingdom. There are fish that God has designed that are able to conceive without having the coupling of male and female. There is at least one species of snake That is the same way. And a number of lizards that do not require this. Think about the number of insects, if any of you are biologists here, that also are exceptions to that rule. And let me put before you again this statement that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. At least... At least for those who would doubt, isn't it credible that there is room for a miraculous possibility? That is what is a part of this creed. There are few that would deny that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate and was crucified, dead and buried. But let's get into the next statement. The third day he rose from the dead. Now let me share with you that even now in the stark nature of this season of Lent, these 40 days of preparation, there is this leaning of my soul toward the great celebration of Easter Sunday and the celebration that pulls us all in and fills the pews and is this celebration of the God that we know who turns creation on its end. Each Sunday is just a foretaste of that. But do you see how critically important this is for us? That we believe in the impossible. That God makes possible that which the world cannot conceive. And therefore us will always be that empty tomb that sets us to running like the rest of the disciples to tell the world of something that the world will have a hard time believing too. You and I come at these proclamations of Paul for this is what it was in Philippians, these descriptions of Jesus who though he was in the form of God did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped or exploited, but he emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave. Can you hear the Christology of Paul resounding through these verses? And over in the first chapter of Colossians, can you hear him as he says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. Can you see how Paul is trying to understand His soul was captured by Christ, and I know that your souls also are in threat of being captured if they have not been captured yet, because this is the very nature of who God is, and so let me warn you that Christ is afoot among us. In fact, he warned us. He said, wherever you're gathered, I'm going to be there too. Do you sense that he is here with us today As we come to the close of worship, we're going to share at his table. He's invited us to share in communion. But I want to share with you that there's another opportunity. As a part of the history of the baptismal service, uh, there was often with those new communicants in the church, uh, the symbol of oil that was placed upon them, usually their foreheads or even the tops of their heads. Um, You remember at Ash Wednesday, Uh, We received the form of the cross with ashes, a smudge on our forebrow. Today, for those that come for communion, if you would like, uh, there will be persons that will be stationed at either end of the altar rail that will be standing there with vials of oil. And for those that would like, uh, they will offer to place this anointment of oil on your forehead. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Son and the holy spirit and for you to be sealed once again to do the repair work on your ideas of who christ this should not be lost it must not be lost let it be alive let christ be alive within us this very day i welcome you to come to the table as we share together turning to page 12 at the front of our hymnal